the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandi Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parents in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Hey, Bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Welcome back to Relationship. It is your host, Cami Crawford. And today we have your internet coworker, Rod, the host of the Millennial Made Podcast, Rod. Welcome. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for be being here. Yeah, I'm so course. glad we just recorded your podcast, mm-hmm. which I don't know which one's going to come out first. Semantics. Yeah. Yes, semantics. it's really for the vault. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We're not. We're never going to air it. But I feel like I've known you forever now. Like yeah. I feel like, but then I feel like everyone on the internet feels that way about you. Yeah, it's been cool. It's it's been great. You know, it's it's been the longest year and a half of my life mm-hmm. because it feels you know like an eternity, but. It's just, you know, it's been been great to share my anxieties and my thoughts that I thought I was alone in in the workplace with everyone and find out that millions of people relate. It's yeah. insane to think about. Yeah. Because you have 1.4 million on TikTok mm-hmm. and then on Instagram. It's 850 something thousand. A million. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a million. It's basically a million. Sure. I, I honestly, I came across your TikToks first, of mm-hmm. course. I think like a lot of people. And I have never worked a corporate job in my life, but I have never related to something more than everything that you post. I've heard it's like other assets of your life, too. It's like I have nurses, I have people that work in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not your boss, but it's your parents, you know, yeah. that you're like feel like you're disappointing for no reason. So I think there mm-hmm. is just this like relatability, which is what's beautiful about TikTok is, you know, the For You page really targets you. We yes. talked about speaking in TikTok references, you know, some obviously you're on the For You page. I mean, but that algorithm is so do. strong. Yeah, yeah, that's all we do. Yeah, I think it's very much a millennial thing to like get attached to 
certain things. Mm-hmm. And I I have like an obsessive personality I've Same. discovered. Same. Like I get, very, oh, and we've talked about the fact that you're a Gemini. This oh. is important for our listeners okay. to know. Great. Yeah, a lot of people think I'm a Virgo. Mm. I don't know. Like they're like you're a Virgo. I'm like I'm a I think you're too nice to be a Virgo. Okay, so there we go. As a Virgo rising, I'm gonna say no. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Yeah, that is all I needed to hear. <laughs> but your rising is my rising is Aries. Aries. My moon is Gemini. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what does the moon mean? Emotions. How you are emotionally. <gasps> how you express and yourself that, emotionally. You know, and I'm gonna be honest. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are you very irrational? Yeah. <laughs> Do you just like say I things? Spiral. Do I just spiral mm-hmm. out of nowhere? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the Aries, that's like a little fire behind it. So it's yes. really on. It's really going. It's like a rocket ship. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's really taking off. Sure. Okay, so tell me, as someone who has never been in a corporate field, like how did you start off before TikTok? Like take mm-hmm. us back. Where did it all begin? You like, yeah, I. it's so funny. People don't know I was an education major. So I went to school <gasps> to be a teacher. Ooh. And then I started teaching. And then my friend who was had a startup, mm-hmm. which is just such a millennial oh, thing yeah, to yeah. work at a startup, yeah. you know, um, like open bar or whatever. But he was like, you're funny and charismatic. You should be in sales. And I'm like, no, I went to school to be a teacher. Yeah. But I think what we've learned is your college degree means nothing. What is that? Literally, what, what's the point? The last time somebody asked me to look at my fucking diploma was never. Mm-hmm. No one has ever asked to see my diploma that I got literally, framed. Literally. Why do we get it framed? And you had to pay extra like $100 to get it framed. Nobody's ever seen it. No one, I don't even know where it is. I don't know where mine is either. My mom does. I don't. Oh my god! I don't know where my birth certificate is. Now that I think of, <laughs> where's my social security? I, I need card? to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most millennial yeah, thing. I feel like I'm still like, calling why? my mom. Like, what's my social security number? Uh, yeah, it's like, why do we have this little piece of paper still? Like, yeah. why can't we get a different system? Why is it just a piece of paper? Why is it the smallest piece of paper? It in doesn't the make any and sense. And the thing about the social security card, and sorry, we'll get back to and the birth certificate. We'll get back to your original question here. The sizing of the paper is not standard either. No, where it's like, oh, it could all fit in a Manila envelope nice and tight. No, yes. it's like the social security card is the size of like, it's a rectangle that is like four by six inches. Yes. And then the birth certificate is just a little bit smaller than a normal sheet of paper. It's why are you making it so complicated? But also I went to the DMV not that long ago, had a very traumatic experience that I documented. It, who doesn't? Exactly. You documented? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I was so traumatized. And the guy at the DMV refused to believe that my birth certificate was my original birth certificate. I had to have my mom drive 30 minutes to the DMV to tell him I gave birth to this child and this is the birth certificate that I received. (laughs) Jeez. I gave birth to this child and all I got was this t-shirt. Like that, yeah, she literally. literally had to say, this is is the one that I got. And he was like, no, it's not. (gasps) How do you know? What was the resolve? I moved to a different person. I was like, I want to speak to somebody else, yeah. not you. Yeah. Like, oh, this is real. Yeah. And they were like, this is fine. This works. Yeah. Like, how are you going to tell me? They, it's in the system already. How it are you going to be... tell my mother? Yep. Your mother who drove This minutes. is not my birth certificate. Please. Anyways. So, I was, <laughs> so that was really productive. I know. <laughs> I know. We really got some I'm bots out there. I'm glad we unpacked that. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm staying in my teaching job. And then eventually like, he kept berating me. And then I stepped into sales and I was in sales for 10 years and then once you're in sales it's like that's this is what you're doing the rest of your life mm. and I'm like great so glad to be here and it is the most you know fast-paced environment which is just another word for toxic but it's very <laughs> my last company was very like masculine dominated too and they were super nice you know but I just have triggers of just like needing validation from people that would have bullied me in high school so mm. one of them being like frat boys and I was in that environment you know Oof. 
So I'm like, does anybody need anything? How's everyone doing? Does anyone need me to help like, with their clients? We're good, clients? bro. Yeah. Like, Everything's good. like, chill. So then I was like, <laughs> I kept my anxieties to myself because I'm like, if I was open about it to my coworkers or to anyone else, not a therapist, they would think that I'm weak. Mm. You know, it's like, I can't be weak. I have to be strong because that's what society's told me as a man, I have to be. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a TikTok, one video. And I did and blew up about thinking my, about avoiding crying at my corporate job. Mm-hmm. And then I made another one about thinking I'm going to get fired for doing nothing wrong. And then doing another one about using too many exclamation points in an email. That is me. Same. <gasps> and also, why? what does it matter? Why does it matter? It gives personality. I'm going to be like, hey, Madeline, exclamation point. Yeah. Hope your day is going well, exclamation point. And then I have to delete that and like put a dash. It's punctuation. I know. I've changed a lot of my exclamation points to dashes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like dashes are worse than periods. I know. Yeah. I know. And then it becomes like a run on. It's like a whole thing. Well. <laughs> Again, we digress. But, <laughs> your boss saw your TikToks, which my they started blowing boss, up. Exactly. And then that's when I realized my boss came to me, who was like the definition of a former frat guy. He was always nice to me, whatever. But he was like, bro, I saw your TikTok. And I'm like, <gasps> this is it. And this is the moment I've been waiting for. I'm going to get fired. Oh and God. he's like, I just want you to know, I relate to it. I'm like, which one? And he's like, the one about your boss hating you for doing nothing wrong. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I think about that with his boss. And oh, I was, I was like, like, but he's the boss. Mm-hmm. So he's boss. <laughs> So that's what I was like, oh, my God, this is relatable for everyone. Mm. So I just kept going with it. And I ended up and I have still a good relationship. They were amazing. They were super excited for my ventures. But I ended up leaving that job and I'm working marketing job, which is something I never again. I thought I was going to be in sales forever. But now I've I was never the funny one. I was never the creative one. I always kind of stood on the sidelines and let other creative people do their thing. But now I'm like writing. I'm like working yes. on writing my own TV show and like all these things that I never thought I could do. And hosting a podcast. And hosting that's doing a great. podcast. Um, Millennial Made on Dear Media. I love that. Yes. I love that. I always say men shouldn't have podcasts, but yours we can keep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think there's we, two of us here at Dear yours. Media that have two men here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will keep you. I, Thank you. I Going back to what you said about like everyone can relate. I just think it the person... I think of the person that's at the very, very top who is the one who's making everyone's life miserable and they're just spinning like a ballerina. They don't care. They don't have any (laughs) fucking issues. They're just like living life, making everyone sad. But if I've learned anything, it's everyone has to answer to someone for something. That's true. They have like investors they have to answer to. So they have the Mm. pressure and that's where they feel like they have to have this like certain fear. But I think the disconnect, especially as millennials, like we're really going through it in the corporate workplace is because the boomer lifestyle and sorry to use that term but the Mm -hmm. boomer like mindset around work is work hard play hard yeah but they had it so much easier they didn't have technology at the workplace so they could literally leave and go home yes you know like they had a nine to five for us we are expected to work until the work is done and that's just not a healthy environment no i think that's the issue boomers aren't stepping down and allowing millennials to take leadership which we see in so many other assets of our country government you know all these other things mm-hmm. it's just the people who are so disconnected from reality telling other people to do something that they would never have done themselves yeah no and i wanted to talk about this because i feel like millennials especially and i've seen it on tiktok and i know it even never having been in the corporate world like operating working with brands like my own business communicating with different people why do millennials have this mentality and like the way that we kind of speak is like an i think Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, I think I think I already sent that or like, I think I included that on my last email or, you know, I think blah, blah. it's very I think. But then the Gen Zers come through and they're like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they don't they are not like second guessing and there's no self doubt in the way that they communicate. 
their wants and the things that they're doing and like their work. Whereas we have like a very almost like self-deprecating form of communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why is that? So if you look at it, I've thought about this before, we're kind of a filler generation in between like Gen X and Gen Z are very similar because, mm -hmm. you know, Gen X was kind of raised by boomers and generation before I don't even know what that is where it was you know it's like you work until you work and mm -hmm. then Gen X tried to pass it along to us but then there was a little bit I think they finally started to get it but there was a little bit of you know guilt tripping and, and all mm -hmm. that so that's I don't know about you but that's what I grew up with you know yeah. it's unintentional and then Gen Z was also is now raised by us who are you know like so wishy-washy and they're like well I can say whatever I want because mm -hmm. you're not gonna say anything back to me yeah you know and they're so and it's scary and I think with Gen Z specifically too is they grew up with social media from day one. Right? right. We were just talking about this with, you know, if you're born in 2001, you were born when Zango was here. You know, yeah. it's like you, you were, had always had access to the internet and always had access to social media to think you know everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what creates their confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, no, I know this because I watched a YouTube video on it. Yes. You know, and it's like, and for, they had Google. Yeah. Which had, we didn't have, like, we had Ask, Ask Jeeves <laughs> or Cha Cha. Yes. You were texting Cha Cha. Yes. Yeah. Was it three four three four? Cha Cha. Yeah. yeah. What is the yeah. capital? <laughs> of, like that's all we had. Yeah. Or like the little paper clip. What was that? Clippy from Microsoft. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Microsoft did, Word. What did it do? You. It asked a question. It was like basically just instead of asking help, you would ask Clippy. Oh my God. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Yeah. But like now you can just Google whatever you want. So I think that's the the confidence that comes from the generation mm -hmm. after us. Is oh. just the fact that they think they know everything, you know, but they're just now entering the corporate workplace. And so yeah. hopefully, I do truly hope that they kind of shake things up. And it's like, they're, they, I get made fun of all the time. And there's Gen Zers in the comments like, dude, just suck it up. You know, it's like, just say something. It's not, yeah. I feel like Gen X is like, suck it up. Like, you were supposed to do this. And mm -hmm. then Gen Z's like, suck it up, say something so you don't have to do this. And I'm like, Meh. like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm being bullied by the older people and, and the, the younger, younger people. people. And that's why we have this like wishy-washy, you know, I we're scared. Yeah. I think. And that's one thing my therapist has helped me with in the workplace too. It's just be more confident. It's like, I we used to say, I think that's attached. And like, or I it's think attached. I sent the email. It's like, nope, I sent the email. But yeah. it's just this fear that you're going to disappoint someone. Yeah. And you're like ready for disappointment always. <gasps> How sad. Yeah. How do we operate like that? Well, yeah. Coffee. Praise. Caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. And therapy. Caffeine Hundreds and of thousands therapy. of dollars in therapy bills. Oh, I just hope it becomes more attainable for everyone. I know. know. And I know the, there's these apps out there and all of that, but I truly hope that therapy is just something that everyone is able to embrace. Because even there is still out there, you know, people who are like, well, I don't need therapy. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I have never met one person who's gone to therapy and the only person I've talked to is like left their therapist without like there being just like a graduation or anything like that from them is because they felt like they weren't getting enough advice. I'm like, that's not what a therapist is. A therapist isn't there yeah. to give you advice. They're there to guide you through your thoughts. Right. You know, and I can give you the tools to do that. That's the misconception because mm -hmm. I was one of those people who was like, I don't need therapy. Like I've been my own therapist since I was five. And yeah. look at me, I'm fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, did you yell at a teacher fucking... when you were five? Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I was putting yeah. kids in timeout yeah. in kindergarten. <laughs> I literally got in trouble for putting a child in timeout and telling them that they were a bad kid. Is that Scorpio tendency or is that just you? I think it's like between Scorpio tendency and rising Virgo tendency okay, so of like you're misbehaving. <laughs> and also <laughs> and being raised by Caribbean people <laughs> is like you need to pay for yeah. your actions. I definitely, I did. Yeah, and a Christian. I gave a, a girl a spanking. I gave like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, because I heard people saying she was a bad girl. She was older than me too. She was like five years older than me. 
And I literally put her over my lap. I think I was like four. And I gave her a spanking. And I was like, you're a bad girl. You're a bad girl. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. I'm a bad person. No, you're not. I was just raised. Have you talked about that in wrong. therapy? Yes. Like, <laughs> no, no. like I'll remind you later. Maybe bring that up. <laughs> I just always I was the boss, you know? Yeah, sure, I was the sure. one, like all the girls would come over and I would delegate, like, you're gonna play with this Barbie and you're gonna play with this Barbie. And then we all and then we can switch so that everybody gets to play. And then I would bring snacks and drinks. Like I was, you know, I was nice. You're an, uh, sure. Despite yeah. that one spanking. Yeah, but she needed it. She was bad. Yeah, she's bad. She's bad. She needed it. Well, actually, we don't come to violence. <laughs> Right, right, right. Don't spank. Don't spank your kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but kids can spank other kids if you're me. We are going to get canceled for this episode. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. We just said eight things that we can I get know. canceled for on either oh side. My God. You know it's what? Okay. Who cares? Okay, besties. Spring fever is in the air. With the smell of fresh blooms and the sun shining down on us, you can't help but feel inspired to spice things up and explore your inner desires and fantasies. Find stories that match your mood this season with Dipsy. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women, so you know what's good. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. They even have stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign, which you know turns us on at Relationship because you know we're all about the birth charts, okay? New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and they now offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner because sharing is caring. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash cami. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash cami. Dipsystories.com slash cami. All right, now don't run over there just yet because we still have a little bit more of the podcast to go, but definitely make sure you go to Dipsy after this, okay? Don't let me stop you. I changed from the whole like I don't need therapy to let me just try it out. Mm-hmm. And I still have my same therapist that I signed up with over a year ago. Great. And it's been the best thing that I could have given to myself mm-hmm. because a lot of my job is pouring into other people, finding out about other people's life stories and their traumas and issues and stuff like that and working them through that. Then I have a relationship podcast where I'm answering other people's yeah. relationship things and like it's hard to find time to pour back into yourself. And that is like the one hour that I can just give someone all my shit and they're not giving me back their shit. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. My therapist has never told me about her issues. Not that I'm not curious because I definitely yeah. am. Do you want to hear what I had a random anxiety and I have intrusive, so many intrusive <laughs> thoughts that I'm like, why am I thinking me about this too. on a Saturday? I'm like, I'm about to go enjoy my night. I literally stopped. There's, you know, the, like the little devil on your shoulder. Yes. Literally like, do you think your therapist has clients that like more than you? And I was like, <gasps> okay, I've asked my therapist this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did. I definitely did. I was like, am I your funniest client? <laughs> They're like, yes. She was like, yes, Cammie. You make me laugh the most. I was like, I knew it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then, like, so do you say that to everyone? Yeah. <laughs> but then she's like, but also your humor style is, right. you know, avoidant. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it. You can't win. Oh my God. No, I think, can I give advice for therapy for yes. anyone listening to? I think it is so normal. It's like dating, you know, where people will go to a therapist and they don't jive with the first one. And like, I don't like therapy. Mm. And it's like, yes, you have to pay for it. And, but most therapists, if you ask them, they'll offer a 10 or 15 minute consultation right. where you can interview them. 
as well. So yes. you should you should feel comfortable with your therapist because you are about to hopefully be an open book. That's mm-hmm. the whole goal of it. If your therapist says, hey, I think we need a graduation or, or like I recommend some other therapists, that doesn't mean they hate you. Mm. It means that they think that someone else can help you a little bit more than them and they're just honest and open about it. I'm glad that you said that because yeah. my therapist hasn't done that to me. But the, in the event that she does, I would definitely think, oh, she fucking hates me. She doesn't want to deal with me. Anymore. Oh, my first one I did. <gasps> but he was, you had a he graduation? Was, yeah, he was literally he was like, no. He's like, hey, so I think that our time together is coming to a close. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> well, I'm like, I literally started crying. All, and he's like, he's like, no, 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 what? no. And I said it in their practice. He's like, this is some, just knowing my expertise. Like, who are they? They're not, a lot of people think that therapists is like people like just taking your money. And that's mm-hmm. what they don't want to do. They want to actually help you. Right. And I think that shows true character where they're like, hey, you've kind of gone past my expertise or there's this therapist that, I know that is going to be able to give you more than I can give you. I was appreciative of that, you know? Yeah, I would definitely take it personally. Oh, well, yeah, I did. And I still am. But, yeah. you know, but I, but I see him in the office sometime. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. It's the same practice, you know? Oh, and you're like, are you enjoying your other clients? Yeah, exactly. You're having fun with them? Yeah, it's like, are they great? Mm. Do you're they make you so laugh much like me? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> with your awesome friends. Yeah. Doing shooters, having, soaking up each other's awesomeness. Yeah. Shooters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing shots. Yeah. <laughs> Little John's playing exactly. in the other office. Yeah. You're having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, John. Anyway. Well, I think that that's important because I feel like when people are working, it doesn't matter what career path you're in. Like, I think we are taught to just keep pushing through and not take care of ourselves. So what's your advice for like creating a work and real life balance? Because I feel like work life balance is thrown around so much, but it's like, there's real like your real life, not just life outside of work, not just on the weekends, but like your real life because you go home to your real life every single day. Like as much as your work might be an escape from your reality, like you still have to go home and be within the same four walls every single day and like be with yourself. So like what are your tips for that? Yeah, I would say a couple things. So first of all, in your company, look at their resources. A lot of people you know, they hear the word unlimited PTO, but then there's this fear of taking time off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or if you haven't used all your vacation days, figure that out. There's also like mental health resources that your HR could recommend to you as well. Or some companies even pay for therapy and they just don't advertise it. So really look at your company's resources. Take a mental health day. And if if this is 2022, if you ask for a mental health day, because when does burnout come? Burnout in relationship, in workplace, in life, comes when you're tired. I'm having it right now. Exactly. In this moment? In, oh, no. Oh, I'm like, it, yes. it's from me. Yeah, yes. I am actually very burnt out from you. I'm exhausted yeah. by you. No, I've been having burnout like for the past month and I've wow. been like, I need a month off. Like honestly, the thought of going back into lockdown was appealing to me. Oh, I yeah. was like, I would love this. I don't want anybody to be harmed or anything like that, but I would love to just have just two weeks. That's it. Just two weeks. Great. Just a little break. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but also saying that is with the mental health day or week even if you tell your boss hey i'm actually burnt the hell out Mm -hmm. and i can't perform to the highest capacity that you need me to if you want me to continue working here i need this boundary and i need to understand that i can take a day off and feel comfortable doing that and i feel like again it's 2022 and hopefully companies are starting to recognize that Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people and it sucks that we're not in an equitable country right now or economy that you can just like quit and then take a month off to find a new job. I know a lot of people don't have that luxury, but if yeah. you have the opportunity to pursue something that you think is going to be better for your mental health, do that. Yeah. Honestly, that's, I think at the end of the day, that's it. It's just 
put, we just talked about this, putting yourself first is not selfish. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it is. Yeah. Even in the workplace. And a lot of companies will gaslight. And a lot of people do use certain psychologies in order to do that. But at the end of the day, if you don't put yourself first, then you're just going to become a terrible version of yourself. Yeah. And you're no good for anyone. Literally. I think the pandemic taught a lot of people. I just, I, I've heard even still, but like mostly a few months out of lockdown when everyone was like, nobody wants to work anymore. Get nobody wants to work these days. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> not to throw Kim under the bus, but like a lot of people were saying that, like you would go yeah. to restaurants and stuff like that and be like, there's no staff. Nobody wants to work anymore. And it's like, no, yep. actually people have just found things that they actually enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have found their actual passions that they're able to make money off of. And they don't want to be beaten up by brands or corporations or businesses that don't value them as human beings. Could you say something too? It's like, I think you can tell a lot of, about a person how they treat, I'm sure you have seen this or know it, how they treat someone who works in customer service of some, yes. kind, some kind. I used to work in food service. I was a barista, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And now whenever I go to Starbucks, especially on the holidays, because I'll go to the suburban Starbucks and mm-hmm. every woman is in there. Every yeah. man is in there with their Christmas Santa hat on or yeah. their, what's the LuLaRoe, their <laughs> leggings that yes. have like Santa Claus all over it, tapping their foot, waiting for their Frappuccino. Where the fuck are the Cranberry it, Bliss bars? Exactly. What do you Those mean you're slapped. out? They're so fucking good. <laughs> good. Those are so good. <laughs> but you see these people that are yelling at a barista. And I'm like, they, what do you, they're not just standing there. Yeah. They're literally... Like on the verge of tears. Yeah, what do you busting want? Their ass. What do you want them to do? Yes. Like literally, what? Like what other thing do you want them to do to yeah. put in their way? So I. That's the only time I get confrontational because I said I hate confrontation, mm-hmm. but like I black out and I like. It's the past couple Christmases I have yelled at people in a Starbucks yes. openly. I'm yes. Like, How do you stop doing this? No. I'm like, why? There's gonna be a leak footage of me yelling at someone and then they make you were violent. Somebody but, has to stand up for them. Literally. I'm oh, the same I way. I don't yeah. fuck with that. Like yeah. I dated somebody in the past. <sighs> Mm-hmm. The worst. Oh, huge red flag. Yeah, if yeah. you are rude to a yes. fucking service worker, waiter, I don't give a fuck where it, we went to like a this. Arby's one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, this Garcon. is someone does this. Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. Done. Yeah. We went to like an Arby's in like the middle of nowhere. And he was so fucking mean to the woman. She wasn't doing anything wrong. And I literally Love cussed Arby's. him out in front of her. <gasps> yeah, we were in the line. I was like, what the fuck is your problem? Oh my you God. sound like a dick. Yeah. She's trying to get you your fucking French fry or whatever. Good. We are the meats, yeah. whatever. We, we, have, we, we have, have the it. meats. We are them. We have them. We have the meats, okay. which I think is the worst. <laughs> Slogan, Arby's, listen, I love your beef sandwiches. I love your curly fries so much, but we have the meats. That's what you ended up we on. We have the meats. It sounds like a disease. Yeah, it does. It does. It, does. it oh, sounds it does. like a disease. We have the meats and it itches. It, it, yeah. <laughs> and it smells. <laughs> and it smells. <laughs> and it smells really it bad. It sounds like it's. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds I, like it smells like the sandwich. I, yes, I think I've only had Arby's curly fries. I don't think I've had anything. Maybe mm. a fountain drink, mm-hmm. but I haven't had sure. the meats. So I. <laughs> So luckily, I unfortunately have had. I have been cured of the meats, yes. but I have had the meats. Yes, so, yeah. <laughs> but that is like the biggest ick for me. But like, if you are, I I was raised to treat the janitor with the same respect yes. that you treat the CEO, like the whole way. And if you can't do that, then you need to go fucking check yourself because everybody's job matters. Like everybody ha- plays a role. Mm-hmm. You don't get to be rude to somebody just because. They're not servicing you fast enough. I'm sure you've had days in your job when you're not like on your shit. Yeah. Everybody has. You don't know this bitch. You don't know what kind of day she's having. Exactly. She could have just lost her kids. Exactly. You over here snapping your fingers. Nope. I worked in an environment that was very, I don't want to say, I'm trying to find the right word to say it. Just correct me if I'm wrong. But it was 
kind of classist. And it was mm. like, I worked, I was uh, like, there were two different people. There was the people who had like the rich parents. Listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I need to leave. But there were these rich people who had daddy's money and mm-hmm. it was a, a clothing environment too. And they would just be able to, if they didn't hit their quotas, they would be able to call their dad who would just drop a bunch of money. Mm. Were there people like me who did have to hustle in order to reach their sales goals? And the way that some of these people treated the maintenance staff was just mm. absolutely terrible. So then, you know, some of us would pick up the extra slack and like help with the trash or whatever like that. But then at the end of the day, whenever there was, they meet someone on the street or if they run into someone that needs to buy clothing or whatever, we were the first person at the top of their mind, you know? Mm. And at the end of the day, like we're just making their day. You yeah. Know? We're, we're making them feel like people. So why would you want to make f- someone feel less than a person? Right. For no it's reason. so bizarre. Yeah. Even like when people call raised, housekeeping staff mm. maids. But who still, who still does that? I'm like, you don't, have a you don't have a motherfucking maid? I, whenever I think of a maid, I think of the little feather thing. <laughs> yes, that, that that's Trix French. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have a fucking maid, sweetie. This no. is a fucking best Western. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a housekeeping. housekeeping service you can call for housekeeping. Oh, my God. I Housekeeping, I will say, is getting very bold. And maybe it was, I don't, maybe it's just the area I was in. I was literally sleeping. And 7 a.m., the woman busts in. And I felt so bad. <gasps> I was indecent. Of course. And I was sleeping. And then she's like, she as she was walking in, she said, housekeeping. And I was like, ah. No! I screamed. And she screamed. It was like a scene from a movie. I go, ah. She goes, ah. And then she ran. <laughs> I hate when they do that. When they do the one knock. It's yeah. like, come on. I'm, trying to, uh, yeah, I'm respecting you. Yeah, Be respectful yeah, of me. Yeah, literally. I, I, I did tip, tip her extra. Yeah. <laughs> for, good. Good. For therapy, hopefully. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like, I know you're going to need this. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay, you guys, I have to tell you about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame all of your favorite things, from art prints and posters to travel photos sitting on your phone. With Father's Day around the corner, FrameBridge also makes the perfect gift. In fact, select gifts ship next day. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mailing your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get a free recommendation from one of their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off of their first order at FrameBridge.com when they use the code CAMI. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store to work with a designer in person if you're in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. My dad has a ton of amazing memorabilia from when he was at Boston College and played football, so I feel like something along those lines would be really nice for Father's Day. Hopefully, Dad, you're not listening uh, because this is supposed to be a surprise, but (laughs) there's so many amazing things that you can be able to frame and give as a gift, not just for Father's Day, but for any time. Get started today, frame your photos, or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code CAMI to save an additional 15% off of your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code CAMI. Framebridge.com, promo code CAMI. Okay, so we had a bunch of people write in oh, with cool. their work questions. Oh, good. First one. Oh, this is coming all the way from Kigali, Rwanda. Oh, hey, great. Hey, Rwanda. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kigali. Kigali's so gorgeous. Okay. They want to remain anonymous, though. And they great. said, I have this problem and I need advice. I think I'm confident, beautiful, and smart, but it has been a battle for me to stand and do a presentation at work. I think I suffer from anxiety and I would really appreciate a piece of advice from you. Thanks. 
I think that it, one thing with work is we there's these cookie cutter things that are your place in. You know, it's like, well, this is the job description. Yes, but is your job description to stand up and present? Mm. You know, if it mm-hmm. isn't, make a make a bomb deck. You know, make a power. It's a PowerPoint. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I learned. That was one of the first. Someone was like, can you build a deck? Uh, yeah. Grab my hammer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> exactly. I, where? Like, where's the yard? But I think you, you do everything in your power. But at the end of the day, if you are just honest and be like, hey, I'm really good at my job. And part of my job isn't standing up and presenting for you. Mm-hmm. Here's this PowerPoint presentation made. Either someone else can walk you through it or we could do it virtually. Just be honest and upfront and do everything in your job description. As long as you're hitting the notes in your job description, if you have that anxiety, embrace that. Don't yeah. feel like you have to push your limit. That would then cause you, like we talked about, burnout. Right. For something that you weren't prepared to do. Yes. I think that people forget, like I think still, mm-hmm. the number one biggest fear of most Americans at least is public speaking. Mm-hmm. That's like more than like spiders or like fear of heights. Yeah. It's the fear of public speaking. And I think about how fucking traumatizing it was in middle school and high school to have to give a presentation in front of your entire class, even in college. Like while it does give you experience in doing that, there are a lot of people who that's just not their thing. No, it's not the vibe. And it's not the vibe. Stop. <laughs> like it should be okay to yeah. not have to do those things. And like, but you can build out all of the behind the scenes work and have somebody else present it. There are people who love it. Yeah. There's the, the Geminis of the world who love to be in front and center, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's not for everyone. And that's mm-hmm. fine. As long as you are feel like you are confident enough in the job that you're doing. Yeah. And you have the information. Say, hey, I truly, and no, no joke. I know we joke about this in the corporate world a lot. This can truly be an email. Yeah. So I'm going to send an email and you are adults and you can read it on your own. Yes. Or if it is virtually, like, leave your camera off. Be yeah. Like, hey, I'm just like, I want to make sure I'm giving the best presentation. I don't like public speaking. I'm going to leave my camera off, but let's go through this together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had to like get through that. I had a friend who she had to do so many Zooms and give so many like. My God. It's like the background needs like, to look a certain yeah, way. Yeah. 40 people on the Zoom. And she's like, I have anxiety about this. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to work through it. But like now it's like a crash course and like, just do it. Mm-hmm. it. That's scary. Terrifying. It's scary for a lot of people. So yeah, I agree. Like give yourself, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. And like, yeah, that's not, it wasn't a part of your job description to have to become the president of the United States. Literally. And get literally, on a podium a and conference. give a fucking press conference. Yeah. Sorry, it's not the State of the Union. You're not Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right? <laughs> exactly. Right? Is that who she is? Ooh. <laughs> Whatever. You, I know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. I would like to remain anonymous. Hi, Cammie. I was in an affair with a married man at work who was 12 years older than me. I know it was morally wrong, but I got caught up in emotions and feelings. There were implications of a future together, and I got hung up on words. It ended, and now I have to see him every day, and it gives me a lot of anxiety. My job allows me to transfer out to work at another site, which I've considered. However, I've been at this site longer than he was, and I'm not sure that leaving would be running away from my problems or if it would actually help with the healing process. I still have feelings, but I know it's a dead end, and even if it wasn't, it's too messy. Advice would be appreciated. Be gentle with me. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry that she had to go through that, too. I know. I, know. I don't know if it was like a power thing as well, which maybe, I mean, I don't want to answer something that I, you know, as a as a man, you know, mm. don't want to, to answer something that I can't fully answer. But I will say there's resources mm-hmm. in there. If you go, a lot of people have this stigma about HR, which I quickly learned, where you think HR is just like this vault. But at the end of the day, HR's job is to make the company better. Mm. So if you feel yeah. like that it's past HR or if you feel like you need to be open, 
you can go to HR and be like, hey, I don't want anything to leave this room. And you just have to establish that. And they'll mm-hmm. either say, okay, well, we'll have to have it leave the room. And then you can just stop talking and move along. So that would be my advice is just to explore the resources internally that she has. I'm sure she's already done. Looks like she looked at transferring. But also just know that she's worth a lot you know, yeah. to the company. And if she has to see this guy every day and it's affecting her work, it's affecting how she feels about the job, that's really unfortunate. And like, quite frankly, fuck him. Like, yeah. I was just trying to think like, <laughs> like how am I going to say this eloquently? No, like that's like yeah. people use power and he's probably walking around like he didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, yeah, I, you know what? It is what it is. And he's in place of power and doesn't have to worry about it where she's mm-hmm. the, the low. And, and there is... Maybe you can speak to this more, but I'm sure there's some shame that comes along with her for that. Yeah. Right? No, I'm so sure you can maybe that give there advice is. To that, like on how to deal yeah. with that in a relationship standpoint. I'm sure there is. And like if there are power dynamics involved, that makes it even worse because, yeah, now she's living and working in this shame and he's just walking around like he's the man. And probably other coworkers are looking yeah. at him like he's the man because he gets to be with you. Now, listen, you said be gentle with you and I'm going to. You know what you're supposed to be doing, what you're not supposed to be doing yeah. as far as having an affair with a married yeah, man. Said, yeah. You can work that out on your own time. But as far as like your work is concerned, I don't think that you don't deserve to lose your job or your bag mm-hmm. for anybody. Yeah. And his, what he was willing to risk with his family and whatever it may be is on him. But for you, like you're going to need to make a decision if he's not willing to leave. And it's better for you to leave to have a better work environment and not risk not having work then you might you might want to make some changes but i think i i really don't think that you should be walking around in shame if he's not like that's what i say <laughs> and at the end of the day i mean she maybe she'll find a different job hey i would say maybe this doesn't sound like a healthy work environment mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. it just maybe it, even regardless of the situation maybe it is time to find a job that's more comfortable and healthy for you and on your way out and this goes for anyone that exit interview is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You say, be, don't be gentle in the exit interview. Yeah. Post a glass door review. Mm-hmm. Post a LinkedIn review. There, there's mm-hmm. ways that like, even with, if HR is going to protect the company on the exit interview, and if you feel like you didn't, weren't able to say your piece enough, take it from that too. Yeah. And you can stay not missing that too. Yeah. Google reviews, all that. That way you can yeah. get your shit off. Yeah. And, and I'm not about being petty, but I am about making sure that someone's held accountable for the workplace, you know, mm-hmm. and making sure that if you're not in a safe workplace, then that needs to change. Yeah. I think I think HR can be scary for some people because they feel like everything's going to get back. But I, I do agree yeah. that, like, if it's a situation where you are feeling uncomfortable, that's why they're there. So what HR does, too, is first what they'll do is they'll bring... They won't, if you don't want to be in the same room as them, they will respect that, but they address it with the two people at first. Mm. So if they address it with the guy first and be like, hey, she's like really upset and it's affecting, if it's her boss specifically, it's affecting her work and all this stuff, then he might be like, oh shoot. And he might, he might be the one to leave or he might be the one, you know, to, to transfer or change, you know, whatever. But then at the end of the day, if he wants to be, leave it you know like I, I feel fine with what I did mm-hmm. you know then from there it will become a bigger issue yeah yeah well you know it takes two it to does. tango so you know you guys both got into the situation together but he was 12 years older than you and I'm assuming yeah probably more senior in his position than you are so you Especially know with workplace as an extra layer exactly it's not just to people on the street exactly yeah, shoot so still in the yeah. same vein give yourself yeah. some grace but also like if you're having anxiety from seeing him every day yeah, it's not a good work yep. environment. Yep. And I'm all about getting your money. Yep. So make sure you are chasing that bag and not chasing that man. And if yep. you are going to say something to HR, 
let it be because he's actually making you uncomfortable and not because you're mad that like he went back to his wife or something. Because mm-hmm. that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. And we gotta take yeah. accountability. Because yeah. I get it. Because I'm very territorial. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you're going back? Yeah. I think you leaving would actually help you heal and just move on. If it's a good place to leave. Mm-hmm. But on your way out, be make sure that people know that and like we talked about. I don't know if it's this podcast or mine, but <laughs> if they're talking about you, they're talking about someone else. He might be doing this to someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Right. That's true. You may not be the only yeah. one. Mm. Mm. Okay, y'all. Let's be real for a second. Okay. It's getting hot outside. And when the temperature gets hot, you know what else gets hot? Between my legs. Okay. We've all been there. Okay. So let's not, let's not pretend. And you know what? Like, let's face it, ladies. It's not uncommon for feminine odor to be more noticeable in the summer due to a combination of sweat and increased moisture. But just because it's common doesn't mean it's not taboo. In fact, many women are afraid to talk about vaginal odor for fear of being judged or embarrassed. But don't worry, we have you covered with one of the best products to tackle feminine odor, and it comes from PhD Feminine Health. PhD's products empower you to take control of your feminine health. They have boric acid suppositories, and they are the number one best-selling, holistic, affordable, doctor-recommended solution for vaginal odor. They also have two new products, the PhD Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash, the only boric acid foam wash on the market, and their PhD Boric Acid Moisturizing Suppositories, which are a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. Both are available now on Amazon and at Target. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfeminineHealth.com slash win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100, plus a $500 Visa gift card. Go to phdfeminineHealth.com slash win. Also, you can get 20% off of all products right now. Use code CAMI at phdfeminineHealth.com slash win. Now, while everything is heating up, we're also heating up back with this podcast. So let's go. All right. Here goes the next one. Ooh, okay. An undeserving and unreliable male has been promoted. Instead of doing any work, he has resorted to fixing his mess by asserting his authority over the young girls that he manages. Mm. He belittles them, sends them rude emails and messages, and has made two of them cry. As a manager and relatively young woman of another area, I feel protective over them. He is good friends with the boss, and after I mentioned my concerns, he has also started attacking me and began to be even worse to the girls. The boss defends him and his constant horrible actions, and it's all just a mess. I'm sick with anxiety at the moment. Everything I try to do to help the situation results in the worst outcomes. What do I do? This sounds like an HR thing, mm-hmm. again. But this one does sound like go to HR. Mm-hmm. Go to Human Resources Department, because at the end of the day, this workplace is not just two people. It's the entire company. Yeah. His entire company. And if he's already getting mad at people or whatever, if a group of people go to HR and HR goes to this guy, things can't get worse, it sounds like. Yeah. It's always crazy when the shittiest person at your job is friends with the boss. The boss. Like, why does that always happen? And that's probably why he got promoted. And there's a seniority thing, which is the freaking worst at a workplace, especially that. And that's a thing that I'm like, why don't, why can't we break that stigma? It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're more deserving, but. Hey, we're here first. Mm, it's like, mm-hmm. what? Okay. If I was more deserving though, like yeah. why would you want me to feel like I'm less than yeah. and want to leave this job? You know? Right. And take my deserving yeah. ass somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyways. Okay. Here we go. Hey girl, I've been following you forever and I am obsessed. Thanks, boo. 
So I've been at my job for two and a half years. They supported me through the pandemic, through burnout, and finding out that my ride or die, my sister, has cancer at the age of 28. I'm sorry to hear that. That's really... That's awful. She says, but I don't feel like I belong here. I can never be myself. And I feel like I have little to nothing in common with my colleagues. I'm super unmotivated to do any of the work and I never get reprimanded for doing below the bare minimum. I recently applied for another company that I've always wanted to work at. They had two interviews and I'm waiting for an offer. The only problem is that there is a large pay cut. I'm struggling if I should choose happiness over security. Help a girl out. There's multiple layers of things here, I think, that we can Mm -hmm. talk about. The first that I want to say just to anyone as well is if you leave a company and they helped you through things, you can be grateful to them and Mm -hmm. make sure they know, thank you. Like you guys were an amazing company to work for, but I am not well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like why, why? There's this guilt that companies try to place. Like I was even leaving a company once and they put me in a conference room with like three of their leaders to like try to convince me to stay. And I, oh fe- I felt like in, there was a second mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I should. But then I'm like, wait, no, like I had my mind made up. Yeah. And then I found a company that was like excited for me to go into the next thing. And like, congratulations on a new offer. Like at the end of the day, and I don't want to make this person feel less than at any company they will find a replacement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They will find another you, not your personality, not your uniqueness, not what you bring to the culture, mm-hmm. but your job description, at the end of the day, what the company needs to function, they will find someone else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's the first layer. So I think that's what would be great to get in, you know, past. But mm-hmm. I think with the happiness for security, again, you have to live it at your means. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you know, put yourself on the street. Mm-hmm. Again, equitable economy and all that, but equitable society. But I think with regards to happiness over security, if you feel like you can still live a life and you know that you can grow at a company, I've taken a pay cut and then in two years I've made more money mm, because I'm happier mm-hmm. and I'm working harder and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm able to do what I truly love to do. Yeah. I would say happiness. Yeah. And that's, and I, I actually get a lot of, a lot of crap for that on the internet because people are like, but I'm making more money than ever. We live in this like, and I do love him because he's his company. He does a really good job of making sure people f- feel important. It's Gary Vee. Mm. But, then you have these people who think they are Gary Vee. It's like, mm-hmm. why is everyone, get your fucking ass up and work mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? Where that's kind of infiltrated the workplace to where if you're not hustling, if you're not the richest person in the room, then you don't matter. Yeah. You know, and then there's this competition where at the end of the day, there are people out there who feel like, you know what? I don't want to be rich. Yeah. Or I don't want to be like a senior level. I am able to live comfortably. I am able to Go out to eat once a week and that's all I need to do and I am happy at my job Mm -hmm. and my job is my job. Yes. The second you hear if your workplace calls himself a family, I say run. Mm -hmm. We talked about red flags earlier. That Mm -hmm. is a red flag. Run the other way. Mm -hmm. Because it's really a cult. It's a cult. Because it's really a cult. No, for real. Because then what they'll do is what, you know, what every family jokes about doing, you know, my family's Greek so it happens all the time. Guilt tripping, you Mm -hmm. know, and all that. It truly is where it's like, if they call themselves a family, like you don't want to break up with your family, your yeah. family's family, but then that's not what your workplace is, unfortunately. Yeah. It's really a mob. And it's I, really an MLM. Exactly. And at this age, we talked about it on my podcast, but like how do you make friends as an adult? Work is a big one. Mm-hmm. And I have actually continued friendships yeah. that I've made from past work experiences. Yeah. You know, and it's like you truly find the people that you love. But if it's a family, it's it's not going to be a healthy workplace. Yeah. You only get one life too. Truly. I think we forget that sometimes. I know this is morbid, but I was like, I did it. I am at a point where I feel like you are never too old to do anything, mm-hmm. especially looking at what happened in my past year. And that's why I don't believe in five-year plans. It, it works for some people, mm. but for me, and like it doesn't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, 
if you would ask me my five-year plan two years ago, it would be to get a promotion. But mm-hmm. now I have millions of followers on the internet. Like, yeah. Life changes. Why do I have to have a plan for five years? I can have a vision or I can manifest things. We talked about crystals and all that. Like, yeah. I think that whatever makes you happier makes you feel like confident in your future. But at the end of the day, you're never too old for something. So if yeah. you feel like, you know what, maybe I need to, go, if I go back to a junior level, who cares? Yes. Most of the time I've gone back to a junior level. I went back to junior level at the age of 28. I outshone everyone else because I had more experience. And then I was a little bit more qualified to get the promotion faster. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So try something new. And yeah. again, I was saying it's morbid. I'm 31. You know, I, I hope to live another 50 years, mm-hmm. but some people live another 30. Yeah. You know, and that's just the reality of it. Some people live another 20. Some people live tomorrow. Tomorrow. So why would you want to do something yeah. that you're stuck in that's not making you happy? And then if you if your life does end tomorrow, you're not happy. Yeah. Like, why would you want to do that to yourself? Yeah, fuck that. I was just yeah. saying this earlier and as a Scorpio, I'm morbid is my second language. Great, love it. That's right. <laughs> Scorpios have a certain size. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you're only as young as you are right now. Like you're only gonna look like this, be in this space, be yeah. like as whatever as you are right now. Mm-hmm. So like take advantage of that mm-hmm. because you don't tomorrow is never promised for anyone. And yeah. like as much as that sucks to say, like we don't we don't know. Yeah. So do what you fucking love right now. Yeah. But there's even out there, there's like the master classes and all of that. Have mm-hmm, you seen that? Mm-hmm. I'm doing right, one right now, DJ. No one knows that. <gasps> I'm embarrassed as hell about it, but I'm excited. You it's with, should it's be. with Kygo too. I love Kygo. Shut so up. I'm like, like pressing the, the little beat thing. But it's like a master class type thing. It's like, do that. If that yeah. Figure out what you truly want to do. Again, we talked, we joked about it, but like your college degree isn't what you end up doing. Yes. Most exactly. of the time. People get their MBA in finance. It's like, okay, you could literally do a million things. Yeah. You just took some classes to be more experienced. Like, yeah. Try something new. Figure out what you want to do. Find passions later in life. I'm all about that. that You're never too old to do anything. That I told myself I wanted to be fluent in Spanish by 30 and my 30th birthday is in October and I'm wow, not. you better. But, I know. Uh, I need to <laughs> yeah. get a master class for Espanol. Oh uh, Rosetta Stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, Rod, thank you so much. Yes. Tell everyone where they can find yes. you. Yes, so on TikTok, it's Rod, R-O-D, which is so funny. I didn't ask for that. Just someone changed it That's one day. That's some boss-ass like, yeah. shit. Like, okay, but I think I took it from, speaking of Spanish, this like Brazilian creator, I think his name is Rod because I get <gasps> tagged in all of his, like when people are trying to tag him they tag me so i'm like i'm looking at all these like brazilian dance videos I'm like this was not meant for me He'll be okay. so rod instagram is just me.rod and millennial made on here on dear media is what i'm most excited for right now but yeah a lot yes. of cool stuff coming up I'm excited <gasps> to share i can't wait yeah thank you so much thank you cammy this is awesome yeah, this is great. thank you thank you so much for listening you can catch a new episode of relationship every single friday Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.